Welcome in, everyone. It's a Thursday, two days after the election, spitting fire. I'm Matt Connor alongside me. Here we go. Um, Bitcoin's at 15K. We got a slate of NFL games. We're not sure if Green Bay at San Francisco, what's going on there? It looks like they're going to play, right, Connor? Yeah, they're playing. I mean, Green Bay's there. There's no new uh, COVID test for Green Bay. And then the Niners just confirmed Kendrick Bournes. Although I think it came back negative today, but I think he's out for today anyway. So, um, yeah, they're definitely playing that game tonight. Right. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll give you all of our week nine NFL picks, plus the uh, elections just uh, still being decided at this point. We've got some toss up states uh, looking at the New York Times data right now. It looks like uh, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania are all outstanding. And there's not really a path for Donald Trump outside of winning Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina and Pennsylvania, which is unlikely. Um, so it looks like without court orders and invalidated ballots, I just don't think he gets there, Connor. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that invalidating ballots and all these court orders, I think that's a very aggressive move to have actually come through and pull through in his favor. So, I mean, I think, you know, obviously you can't ever, uh, you know, say it's over, but before it really is, but it's looking really, really positive if you're in favor of Biden right now. Yeah, I think that uh, I give it a 30 to 40% chance that he gets some invalidated ballots that he needs. I just think if that happens at the Supreme Court, either way, this is terrible for our democracy, right? Because you get that at the Supreme Court with Amy Comey Barrett, you're going to have riots in the streets on the Democrat side. If you don't get it right now, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's be honest about the cultures and circles are coming from. Like, I know the right wing culture. If it goes the way it is now, half the country is just not going to take this election like it was fair, whether that's oh. true or not. We just have to be like... Like if you're thinking of an interpersonal relationship, right? Uh, there's what's true. And then there's what someone feels and what someone feels matters if we're a country and we're trying to heal. So if ever, if half the country thinks this election was illegitimate, it's just causing so much harm. Well, and that's why, why can't you have the person who loses this election come out and say, actually just be an adult in this situation and just say, Hey, you know what? We lost. They ran a good campaign. Um, you know, on to the next thing, on to the next, you know, battle, whatever that looks like. Well, that's what they'd love. That's what you'd love to have happen. But that's, a, that's in a relationship when you have a messy breakup or something, you'd love to have someone just be mature, but then there's what they actually feel. Well, I think that comes back to the reason that people don't like Trump is that he can't be mature. He can't be, you know, doing all these things. And from a president, I think saying that somebody's not mature is like the biggest indictment of a president, right? I understand a breakup between me and somebody or you and somebody, that's very different than who we're electing to run the free world. And I think whoever that is should be able to come across and say, hey, you know what? We lost. And that's, you know, Hillary Clinton did that. I think that's what you need Trump to be able to do. And that's not, I, I, like you're saying, I don't think that's going to happen in this case. I mean, all these people so uh, passionately follow whatever Trump says and he's saying it's all rigged. I think that, yeah, it's, it's just setting it up for chaos right now. Yeah, I think my time in Turkey and with the State Department, having whatever you want to say, whether you want to say it was the Republicans who forced it so that mail-in ballots couldn't be counted until the day of up in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, or you want to say uh, from the Republican side that uh, uh, these ballots needed to be counted sooner. Either way, I think it's terrible for our democracy that it's dragging out for days. Um, you know, you think of Florida. I was five. I don't know how old you were when in 2000 with Bush and Gore. Now Florida comes in clean and quick. 
And like both sides, I think, have these Machiavellian people who are like the ends justify the means, do whatever it takes. And it just is bad for the American people because you want openness and transparency and you want every vote to count. Uh, But when this is going on for days and it's turning into shenanigans that I see in Central America and Africa with the vote going on for days, and I totally get the talking points on both sides, it doesn't matter. Like we should have a, we should have a national election day. It should be a holiday. Everyone should go vote like they do in Europe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, cause I, so I was mail in ballot, I, but I turned mine in early. I was already there. You know, I was on top of it and all that stuff. I think that especially in a COVID environment, it was never going to be realistic to have all these people waiting in lines to vote. I would love for it to be a more seamless process so that you don't have to wait in long lines all day, but people were already, even with record amounts of mail-in votes. So I think that that's a struggle, but I, you know, I am blown away that there's not a more efficient process in place that, you know, Nevada's taking forever. They said today that they won't be done until early next week at the earliest. And it's like, that's just, what? yeah, that's just unacceptable. They said with just, like mail-in votes, they won't be done till Sunday at the earliest. And then they still have other things they need to vet through next Tuesday. So it's like, it's insane to me that this is happening, that they're, you know, in states, especially with such a small margin for error, right? If it was California taking three weeks to get in, that's not a big deal. California is going by no matter what. Right. But when you have these states that really do matter and consistently matter, you need to have a better process in place so that we can get this taken care of. it's truly insane. But I think that the big difference I see from the Biden camp versus the Trump camp is that Biden is consistently saying, which, you know, it helps being in the lead, but saying count all the votes. Every vote needs to matter. Every vote needs to matter. Whereas Trump is saying in the states that he's leading, stop the votes. In the states that he's losing, we need to keep counting the votes. So I think that that's just a very mixed message. And I think that's a very immature and childish way to handle things of, hey, do what's going to benefit me. Uh, you know, and stopping the votes in certain places and then do what's going to benefit me also in continuing the votes in other places. Absolutely. I think Trump's talking point would be that uh, he wants to stop the vote until he can get auditors in there for all the ballots and try to find a reason that a signature might not match or any type of trick that's been in the, used in the last few decades. Signatures not matching. Um what else? Or the postmark rules. It's different in every state. So the Supreme Court's ruled on this. Like North Carolina, they have like seven days. Pennsylvania, they have five days. And then Wisconsin, they got zero days. That's why people are calling Wisconsin uh, now, even though it's within the margin of error, is because the, the Supreme Court ruled that they didn't get to have these shenanigans go on for days and days and days. So it's interesting that the state law is defining what's allowed in each state. Uh, but to defend Trump, I think that uh, he is trying to do what he can to win. And he thinks that if he can get the uh, auditors in there, he'll find a bunch of ballot harvesting. And he thinks that, but then that, that narrative starts to fall apart with Arizona. <laughs> and that's the point, right? If he was a uniform across the board saying, hey, we need to take a pause right now. Let's get all of these people in to make sure what's happening is accurate. That's one argument. And that's one thing. And you say, okay, fine. Again, I'm in the, I'm from the perspective of let's get this right. Right. And so let's do whatever, every vote, every person that's voting correctly should have their vote matter and be counted all those things. And it shouldn't be this big delay. Now, if there is an issue, fine, let's take a pause. Let's get what we need to in there so we can audit and, you know, record all these votes properly. 
But again, do that uniformly and don't just do it in the states where you think it's going to benefit you and then not in the states that are going to hurt you. 100%. And I think that's why in the future, I'd like to see this be something that isn't decided by the states. Crazy for me to say as someone who's really into state rights, but I'd love to see that like national holiday. I'd love to see uniform voting laws. Yeah, I, I mean, this I is an unbelievable shenanigan. Yeah, I am. I am firmly of the the stance of whatever is going to be the most efficient. Let's do it. I think again, this this election was never going to be normal, just given so many different circumstances. But right. I think you know when we start talking twenty twenty four, they should start putting a plan into action right now as to how we're going to do that more efficiently. And if that is a national holiday, great. Like that, you know, I'm super on board with that. I'll go wait in line and do my do my thing. But I think, again, it was never going to work right now in the COVID environment. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move off that. We got Green Bay at San Francisco tonight. Green Bay has, does Green Bay have a running back tonight, Vergie? I don't think it matters. They have Aaron Rodgers. Does the 49ers have a team? They don't have any receivers <laughs> on their team. They literally don't have any receivers on their active roster right now. And so I think they've brought guys up from the practice squad, but it's like they, they have no one. So I don't know. I don't know if it even matters that Green Bay doesn't have a running back. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers makes up for all of that. I, it's only set. Green Bay is only favored by seven. I think that this is going to be uh, a blowout very quickly. I think it's going to get out of hand very, very quickly. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like one level above Danucci. <laughs> I mean, I think Nick Mullins is probably top three backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So I think that helps the Niners. But I mean, I think that having all of your receivers out, Kittle's out, most of their offensive line is out, all of their running backs are out, like everybody on the Niners is hurt. So it's pretty insane. And then their defense is super banged up too. So I don't, you know, this isn't the 49ers team that they expected to have. I don't think that they're going to be any good. I think the Packers are going to roll this game. But I the would only say, thing. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think Shanahan's gonna dial something up, but I don't think that's enough to stop Rogers. Do you have spreads up? Yeah, Green Bay's favored by seven over under forty eight and a half. I think there's a chance that that could. I'd take San Francisco there because of the physicality issue. We haven't seen Green Bay overcome that yet. And like yeah, you said, Shanahan dialing something up. I totally agree. So my two things are, I don't know that the Niners have the capability to be physical. I think a guy, especially like, you know, on the offensive line it, or on offense, Kittle really sets the tone for them offensively and not having him, I think is going to really hurt. Uh, and then the other thing is, I, so again, I was at the game last January, the NFC championship game between the Packers and Niners, and they got manhandled. Now, that being said, I think Rodgers wants some revenge and is going to come out and try to blow the doors off the 49ers this game and not take it easy at all. So they got killed by him twice last year, including that NFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we got a little work going on at the house today. I agree. I think uh, those are all good points. Denver and Atlanta, you want to start getting into the 10 a.m. games? Yeah, so Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta minus four, over under 50. I I mean, I don't care about this game at all. I think it's just going to be a mess. I think there's going to be a like. I take Atlanta for sure. I think I think Atlanta bounces back, rides a little bit of momentum from Carolina. I, I think four points is too many. I agree with that, but I think four points is too many, especially given that the Falcons find ways to lose and be creative and play all these close games. I would take the Broncos plus four, and then also with that over under fifty, I have no idea what to expect because the Broncos actually have a good defense but no offense and the Falcons are the opposite way. They have a good offense and no defense. I, I mean, I have no idea. I I'd probably go over and Broncos plus four. Yeah. I'd go over Falcons. Okay. Seattle, Buffalo. 
Yep. Uh, Seahawks minus three over under 55. I think that the bills have been struggling lately and I don't think that that's really going to change. The Seahawks are also getting Carlos Dunlap. I'm not sure if they get Jamal Adams back this week, but they get him back soon. Uh, there you go. Uh, Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlop are playing this week. So, I, I mean, I'd take the Seahawks, no question, minus three. In that game. Yeah, me too. Seahawks, momentum, chemistry, MVP year for us. Done. Yep. <laughs> yep. A little bit of a more interesting game, Chicago, Tennessee. These I are the games that start to matter there. because of the wild card situations and competing competing for your division versus the wild card. Totally. I think, the, I think both these teams aren't as good as their record is. I think the Titans – are a little bit better in this sense, but I don't think that's by a lot. So I would, I would probably take the Titans, but they're minus six. So I don't think, I mean, again, that's one that I don't really like. I wouldn't feel confident betting either side of this game, but I think the Titans end up winning it is what I would say. Sheesh. Yeah. Those lines are tough. I, I would take Chicago. Yeah. I, again, I like that too. I probably, if I had to take a team, I would take Chicago plus six, but I think that, uh, I think the Bears are just not good. You know, I, I watch them. You see them play good teams and they get killed other than against the Bucks, which I don't know really how happened. But uh, yeah, I would, I would go Bears, I guess, if I had to in that game. Yeah, I really believe every Bucks game, they can win or they can lose on Tom Brady. They have yeah. a great roster, but I really don't see them as a team that uh, they're not like, they're the opposite of a Kyle Shanahan team. Yeah, like no, Bruce totally. Arians, they're not going to just put you down with. I mean, I guess the Green Bay game takes that and says no, but that was Aaron Rodgers' turnover. So I think I think that they're never going to run away with things. Uh, just just run the football, run away with it without Tom Brady doing something. Yeah, we'll get to them. That's the Sunday night game. We'll wait on right. them. Uh, Ravens Colts. Ravens minus two. Over under 47 in Indianapolis. I like the Colts here. I think the Ravens aren't good. I like the Ravens. I like the bounce back. You have John Harbaugh as your coach. It's Lamar's oversold, and I absolutely love that as a Steelers fan. I want Lamar oversold. I want the Ravens just being dragged through the mud in the media. So do that when I'm done talking right now. But uh, yeah, I definitely like Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that makes sense, but I don't think that... I don't think they're that good. I think the Colts defense is super legit. So I think that will be uh, interesting. I think I'm also flipping. I think I said I wanted, I was picking the Ravens uh, on Tuesday, but I think it'll be the Colts, especially at home. I think it's just going to be a close game. I would take the under on 47 um, and then I'd probably take the Colts money line. What's the over under on that? 47. 47. Okay. I'd take the over. Do you say under or over? Yeah, I'd take the under. Okay. I think it's two good defenses. And I think that the Colts can kind of neutralize the Ravens. I think it's one that the, if the Ravens win this game, it's because they're going to have a defensive touchdown somehow. I think that's the only way to win the game. Okay. I think the opposite. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Okay. I think they're going to have a letdown on D and Jackson's going to have to step up. That's all intuition. <laughs> yeah. There's okay. no reasoning behind that. That'll be a good game. I think that, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably the best early game. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the best early game. So I'm, I'll be watching it. That'd be good. I, I hope that happens. Yeah. Uh, Panthers chiefs do we even care. Chiefs are minus 11 over under 52 and a half taking the over and chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Teddy had a terrible game last week. Sold yeah. my stock in Teddy all underneath throws that were all like the opposite we talked about of Niners underneath throws. <laughs> like yeah. everything is like 
pass broken up, not the clean route, not the blockers. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, next one's Lions Vikings. So there's no spread on this right now because we're not sure if Stafford's playing. If he does play, I'd probably put it at like maybe Vikings minus three or minus two and a half, probably somewhere around there. Okay. What would you say? Let's Where's that right now? It, there is no line because Stafford's still not sure if he's going to be able to play on. I didn't even know they did that. They do that? Yeah. When, when there's a key player who might not be playing and it hinges on that, they won't get a spread. Because if, if Stafford doesn't play, I bet you it's Vikings minus seven. Yeah, so 100%. I think that that's where, yeah, if you can play, like you, you're not able to get that right now. So but let's just do know. pick them. Let's just do pick them for now. Yeah, I think the Vikings win. It's at home. I don't think the Lions are any good. Um, and it's not a primetime game, so I think Kirk will do well. Do you bet Lions games? Uh, no. It's dangerous. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, what's the most dangerous team to bet, do you think? I mean, it's always the bad teams, right? So, like, a team like the Giants can be frisky and, like, get closer than you think. Washington's good, like, has a good defensive line. The Chargers somehow find a way to lose every game. So, like, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of teams that are all over the Detroit's got to be up there, though, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I'd take Minnesota. I agree. Dalvin yeah. Cook's cooking. and Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, Giants, uh, Washington, Washington's favored by two and a half at Washington over under 43. I think that game is going to be so boring. I would even take under 43. I think that that's so low, but I still think it's going to go under than that. Neither of these offenses can do anything and both defenses are solid. So that would be my call. I agree. Yeah. I'm the same way with you there. Houston at Jacksonville. Now that's another horrible game. Houston minus six. That's a great fantasy game though. Yeah, so Jags, Minshew's out, so they're having Jake Luton start, so that's oh, going to be a mess. Uh, yeah, Texans are favored by six and a half in Jacksonville. I just think even without a quarterback, the Texans are not good, and so it's hard for me to take give up six and a half points to take Houston on the road. So I, I'll I take mean, I Houston guess, on the road. I think they cover if Will Fuller doesn't get hurt. I mean, yeah. They'll <laughs> probably get hurt mid-game, and they'll win by five. Buy insurance on that. Is David okay. Johnson back? Um, no idea. Okay. No idea. What's the over-under um, on that? 51. Oof. Okay, I'd take the under. Okay. Um, let's see. David Johnson. Is... Can't tell if he's back. Okay. Uh, continuing on. Chargers, Raiders. Raiders are playing at Chargers. It's a pick over-under 51 and a half. Take the Raiders. 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 Chargers find ways to lose games every single time. I I mean, until they can win a close game or not have a crazy ending, I, I'm going to have to pick against them. Yeah, yeah, and the Raiders showed up in, in Cleveland. Can I say yeah. that sentence? <laughs> you yeah, showed up in Cleveland. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the Raiders are, are kind of scrappy at times. I don't think they're actually a good team, but I think they're they're pretty scrappy. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take them against the Chargers. Right. All right, your game, Steelers at Cowboys. Steelers, so I don't have the spread. What do you think they should be favored at? I'd go 12. 14. Okay. Over under 42. Yeah, so I'll definitely take the Steelers. Okay. At two touchdowns. I think that it it all was said by Stephen A. Smith last week when he didn't make fun of the Cowboys. It's not even fun anymore. He's like, it's not even funny. I gave him a bye. <laughs> like... Yeah. So I didn't even watch the game. I told you, I'm like, I'm not going to do the, uh, 
yeah, I'm not a masochist. Like I'm not going to watch this, but I did watch the NFL highlights. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was it's like bad. the five minutes, just the five minutes, Connor. It's bad. The Steelers are going to kill the Cowboys. I think they'll score two defensive touchdowns. I think the Cowboys won't be able to do anything. I think that the Cowboys defense is also so bad. I think the Steelers offense is going to look awesome. I think after this game, everyone's going to say, oh, the Steelers are so legit. I mean, everybody's already saying it, but I think, you know, there's still some question marks around that team. And I think after this, everyone's going to be so hot on the Steelers just because they're playing an awful Cowboys team. And I think they're going to kind of run final score 35 to seven. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, that sounds right. I mean, the over under is 42, so that's exactly right there. So I, I, that sounds about right to me. I'll be okay yeah. with that. Dolphins Cardinals Cardinals at home favorite. This by is another one of the games of the week. There's th- this week's way worse than last week. Last week was awesome. The only thing that I really like about this week is Chicago at Tennessee. You get to see in Baltimore at Indy because those are two the all of those teams are teams where they can win their division or they can be kind of a fading wild card team. And there's a yeah. big difference between that heading into playoffs. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the dolphins for sure. I mean, I want, you know, Cardinals in the NFC West, I want them to lose. I also would love to see the dolphins in the playoffs, but I think what's going to come down for them, especially because I think this Cardinals offense, I think by DVOA, they're the number one offense, but uh, they, the dolphins, I want to see what happens with Tua. I don't know what's going to go on there. Tua still needs to show something. He showed literally nothing last week. So if he's actually good, I think that the Dolphins can be pretty good because that defense is is pretty legit. So I think it'll come down to how Tua can play. Yeah, across the country, I think Arizona is going to crush him. I think that I'm I'm selling my Tua stock, which I still own a ton because I said multiple Super Bowls when he's before he's drafted. <laughs> um, but I'm very worried. Yeah, Twitter does things to you, Connor. It's bad. Yep. Don't have a Twitter account. I mean, it does. <laughs> Uh, uh, but no, I was just going to say with the Cardinals, I think that I, I picked up their defense on fantasy. So that shows, that shows what I think I dropped the Niners D picked up the Cardinals. I think that Miami's going to have a really tough time. I think they got a punt return. I think they got a defensive touchdown last yep. week. Like you said, we saw nothing from Tua. So I like the Cardinals here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'd like the dolphins, but it'll be, I mean, I, I think it'll be a good game. I actually think this will be a pretty good game. Definitely the best game in the late slate. So right. um, you know, I'll be watching that. Um, and then night game, Saints, Bucks. I think that's, you know, definitely the game of the week. I think that's going to be a really good game. Uh, Bucks are favored by four and a half at home over under 51 and a half. I don't know. I haven't seen enough from this Saints team. I was watching the end of the afternoon Bears Saints game and I didn't like what I saw from the Saints last week. Totally. No, I agree. I don't think, I don't think the Saints are very good. Uh, Michael Thomas might be back. I don't think there's any for sure yet. If he's going to be back, I think that will help a lot. But again, I'll keep saying it. I think the Buccaneers defense is very, very, very good. And Antonio Brown's back, right? I think that's exciting. That's what makes it the game of the week for me. Let's go. Totally. Totally. So, I mean, I think that that's just the, there's too many weapons on the Bucs. AB everybody's saying is an incredible shape. You know, I think that I think the Buccaneers win this one pretty easily. I think, I mean, I think they're probably the best team in the NFC. Them or the Saint or uh, them or the Seahawks. Right. So that's kind of what what I would think. From that. You know what my fantasy team's called, Connor? What? Mister Big Chest. <laughs> yeah, I don't own him. 
<laughs> I've kept amazing. it for two years. Mr. Big Chest. Do you remember when he uh, he had the haircut that made him look like Patrick Starr? Yeah. Uh-huh. He did the thing, the side-by-side on his Instagram. I got a yeah. picture of that, and then I just Mr. Big Chest. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, then probably the worst game of the week on Monday night, Patriots at Jets. Patriots favored by seven. And ESPN just game. fired 100 employees. If you saw that. <laughs> Did they? They're in so much trouble. They, they've yeah. just been screwed with Monday Night Monday night Football. It's sad. I think right when I, maybe when we graduated college, when do you think Monday Night Football started to really go downhill? Definitely even in college. I mean, I don't think, I, it, I'd say honestly, probably for like 10 years, I don't think that it's been like marquee viewing. I think it's been, there's been good games. I mean, the be, you think about the best regular season game of the past 20 years, probably ever, was a Monday Night game, Chiefs-Rams. Right. And so you can get once in a while a good game. But I think the hard part with Monday night is that you can't flex games there. So as opposed to like Sunday night games, you can flex teams in and out. And so if it's, you know, if Patriots Jets were playing tomorrow night or a Sunday night, I mean, they would move that game out and put a different team in there. But you can't do that for a Monday night game. So I think, you're, you know, they're always going to have tough times with this, especially. I mean, you thought the Patriots were going to be great this year. People were hoping the Jets would be better, but nobody thought they'd be any good. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what to expect that, but that game's going to be a mess. I think this is the game where the Patriots have been struggling. Belichick comes in and puts up 75 points on the jets and they look good again. Uh, that, that would be my guess. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, ESPN's in huge trouble. The jets are in huge trouble. The Patriots are in huge trouble. So yeah. <laughs> I just remember when we were kids, Connor, like I was it cause we were kids and we'd come home and eat dinner and watch Monday night football. But I, I don't, it's irrelevant now. It's almost college football outside of the big four teams. Totally. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't even really care about Monday Night Football anymore. It's not like appointment viewing for me. I, I watch it again because I just watch games, but like this Monday night game, I will not care. If I have anything better to do, I'm going to do that. So there's not really much, much that I care about. From a business standpoint, it's kind of interesting how Thursday night's risen so much mm-hmm. and Monday night's gone down so much. Like I care about Thursday a lot. I think, I think part of that too, though, is that you're missing football from the weekend before. So you're just excited to get it back on Thursday. And then by Monday, you're just exhausted from all the earlier games. So if it's not a good game, you don't care. Yeah. And I think it's also, you have fantasy hype instead of fantasy fatigue. So you kind of know where you stand with your team on fantasy uh, on Monday. Um, And then Thursday, you're like, I want to get off the board. If I have any of these players, I want to get my points on the board. Even so, like last week was Falcons Panthers. That's that's a game that's exciting for fantasy, but not necessarily. And if that game's on Monday night, I feel like you're less interested unless you have Julio or something, and you can get 20 points and come back and win. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. All right, everyone, we ran through that really quick. How long were we on here, Connor? Uh, I don't know. I did the (laughs) show, and we had our little pause in the middle. What? Yeah, exactly. Hey, keep getting it in. We'll just keep getting it in. Reps and sets. I want to set up, we should set up a, uh, like a board that we can have where we click live our picks and our spreads for next time. I'm in. Let's figure out how to do it. All right, dude. Have a good rest of your work day. We're out. Yep. You too, buddy. Talk to you later.